0: hi everyone and welcome to rob evans 365 day number 182 we are edging closer and closer to the end of this year and i can't help but i'll think about how i can make next year better than this year and last night uh, sheree and i were talking about uh, how we spend our time and how become how we can become more efficient and effective and she's talking about uh, the program that um, she's got from Tony Robbins which is called the Time for Your Life program which is uh, one that I've done uh, probably about four times now and uh, I've embedded some of those principles into my life uh, in terms of how how to look at time differently and chunk it in a way so that you become much more effective in what you do each day. And we were talking about the program and why um you know why it works and so forth and I said one of my weaknesses is procrastination and she didn't see how I procrastinate and I was explaining uh, how that happened so for the benefit of you listening I'm going to explain uh, what happens with me. and uh, and I can't remember when, but if you go back through the 365s, you'll see that I have spoken about this once before, uh, but perhaps not in this context. So, procrastination. So, to me, what that means is that rather than deciding to do something, you come up with an idea or whatever, and say, yep, I'm gonna do this now, and you just go and do it as opposed to uh, what you can do is you can come up with the idea and you can think about it and you can come up with a whole bunch of reasons as to why you're not going to do it now and you don't end up doing it now and then you either do it much later or you don't do it at all. So I used the example this morning uh, when we got up and said, well, here's an example of well, actually no I won't use that example just yet because that was an example of how to get out of procrastinating and I said one of uh, the things that I do is not become as focused now I'm getting better at it but I know that I need to get even better at it and what I mean by not being as focused is that when you run your own business there are so many different aspects that you have to worry about from where's my next, um, you know, dollar coming from through to how am I channeling that next dollar into marketing or uh, which marketing is working more effectively or, you know, you're fully responsible for accounting systems and um, IT systems and all that kind of stuff. But when you... Work for a corporation like the ones that I've worked for, uh, a big uh, multi-million dollar uh, organisations. Then it's not the department that has to worry about. No one, you don't have to worry about it. You just make a phone call or send an email or something like that, and somebody else takes charge of it. Uh, But when it's all you, then you know you've either got to delegate that to you know, someone in your team, or you've got to speak to the organisations directly to get these things resolved. Uh, so uh, there can be many different different uh, areas that can require your attention. And that takes a lot of time, and it can also be very distracting. And then, of course, then you've got your day-to-day stuff, like your, your your emails and appointments and serving clients and all that kind of stuff. And then you can find that... Uh, you know the shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome, where you think that this is the next big thing that you could be doing, and you go off and have a bit of a look at that, and then the, that um, tweaks your interest in something else, and you go off and have a look at that, and before you know it, you've got four or five different things that you're looking at. You're not actually doing anything on any of them apart from just looking at them and thinking about them, and you're wasting a lot of time, and you're not implementing. A change at all, and uh, I think, as entrepreneurs and business owners, we can take these things and let them distract us, and uh, we can pr- just procrastinate and not not move yourself forward. in fact, you 're just either treading water or actually going a little bit backwards because you 're not as focused. Uh, one of the, the common ones for me. Is around videos so one of the things that uh, I know that I need to continue to improve on is doing more videos and this is my objective for 2019 with my branding and everything is to get much much better at videos so uh, where I would stop before is thinking well I don't really have a marketing strategy around videos I don't really know what I should be recording uh, we've got some more clarity around that right now and I apologise about the wind, uh, I'm about to get out of it I think, but it's uh, heading up to the main road here and it's, uh, it's a bit exposed so it's getting a bit windy so I apologise. Um, so what I would do is say, okay I need to create more videos, what am I going to create the videos on? i write a little bit of a list of things that I want and I think, well I don't have a good camera, um, should I invest in a proper camera you know with a great lens and then oh if I do that it's really important to get great quality great quality sound so if I need great quality sound then that means I really need a a um, what do you call it a lapel mic you know, some of those lapel mics can be a few thousand dollars and then but you know you could be looking at and then uh, you know like a three thousand dollar investment with a you know, really good quality camera plus um, plus the lapel mic and then you say oh, okay well I need some lighting it's like, okay, well, I need to, um, you know, investigate what's the best sort of lighting and then, oh, do I need a green screen in the background as well? And it's like, man, when am I going to do this and when am I going to do it and who am I going to do it with and then I need a tripod and a thing to hold the camera and all that kind of stuff and can I use my existing equipment to do that? And then it comes down to the editing and I hate the editing side of it um, and, you know, like putting something fancy into the front with the music underneath it and editing and stuff on that It's not a strength. I don't like doing it. Uh, and it costs money to get somebody to do this every time. And it's like, oh, well, I just won't start. So that's the process that I have gone through in the past. Now, what's an alternative to that? You pull out your iPhone, you record, a ca- uh, you record an image right now and you post it at right at the end of it. Uh, but me, because of that kind of perfectionism mindset and uh, so forth, I don't do it. So um, that's an example of procrastination for me and, and it frustrates me. So, what have I done about it? Well, with the. Well, uh, let me give you another one because these things are related. The other one is about staffing. And for many years, so I, when I first started my business, I decided that I didn't want to run any of the boot camps. Um, so I, don't, uh, you know, I didn't find that I was enjoying that, that side. I didn't think I would enjoy that side of it. And I wanted other people to do it, and I just focus on the PT thing because it was supposed to be a life change as well. And I thought if I could get this running properly, then uh, you know, it would be a good money making machine for me. And uh, I can just focus on doing the stuff in the studio from home. It's, it's just going to suit my lifestyle change and anyway bottom line is I didn't have the right staff and I was getting uh, you know people weren't retaining for longer than four weeks which is how we marketed in in the beginning and it wasn't until I got actually forced to go into sessions and stuff I was finding that the way that our clients were being served was nothing more than they're turning up the trainers are turning up for a session delivering a session and going and they're not doing all the things and having the conversations that I would have and building that rapport with clients to build that you know long-term relationship so whereas before i was having people go for four maybe eight weeks maybe maximum 12 uh, now i have people that have been coming for several years like my average client now would be um, a minimum of 12 months i would say um, yeah, so like a big difference. And that's all because of the way that I've marketed it by the way that I built that rapport as well. Um, um, so that's, that's been really important. Uh, but then I got rid of staff because, you know, they, they just weren't being the right staff. And then from time to time, I've experimented again. The last one was Kerry, who I used. And then she wasn't really wanting to make a career of it. So she left to go work in a cafe and you know follow some other travel um, pursuits. Um, and uh, I decided that, well, okay, I'll just look at uh, you know me going back into the training and so forth. And I say, "Well, okay, well, if I'm doing the training, I don't have to pay somebody a wage, which you know it can be expensive." Uh, and it it adds up over the course of a week and a month and a year I think well all that money just goes straight into my pocket so I won't bother doing it and then I'd sit down and think well but how am I going to progress my book how am I going to do these other things if I can't I can't do this and uh, what I got some good coaching advice uh, years and years and years ago saying that if you want to grow a business well beyond $100,000 a year, then you can't do that by yourself. You can't just coach more clients, you can't uh, you, you know, just work longer days, there's only so many hours in the day. You need to change something else. Uh, so you need a team around you in order to be able to do that. So uh, this year, as I said yesterday, I, I bit the bullet and said, well, no. I'm no longer going to just think about doing, doing this because I'd sit on the other side and I'd say, well, uh, well, I can do this and I can work on the book here and like, it just didn't happen. So I thought, well, I've got to make some different decisions and that's what I did. So I bit the bullet, did it both at the same time. I put the ad up for, uh, the, uh, for the trainer, which is Elizabeth now holds that position and I also uh, found... Um, an agency to help me uh, find somebody uh, to uh, do my administration, marketing, etc work. Uh, and how each of those opportunities then came up is probably a, a whole other call but this is the value of networking and so forth because LinkedIn which is more like your much more professional business person's I suppose perspective of, uh, than, than Facebook I didn't get a lot out of it but um, I did get a connection to this agency which has helped me find Claret now. Uh, So obviously if I wasn't doing those things I wouldn't have gotten her and be getting the uh, the great work that I am now. So obviously I'm very grateful for that. Um, How I got Elizabeth was nothing to do with the ad and ironically I advertised on LinkedIn which was so expensive and when I got the bill I thought, oh crap, I forgot that they charged for that, Um, it was really expensive and I didn't get one, I didn't get one lead from it. It was absolute rubbish. But how I ended up getting Elizabeth, I advertised on different uh, fitness websites and and so forth, and formed a signed agreement with the Australian Institute of Fitness and um, I didn't get one lead uh, from them or any of the other ones. Uh, for that matter and the way that I came across her was that she was a client and that came about because I had uh, a good working relationship with her husband Uh, so you just never know and then it was just happened to be a conversation we had one day because it it wasn't something that I was aware that she was interested in doing Uh, so and now we are working together and uh, I think I might have said to you the other day but it was before Christmas she said to me or um, well, there's some preamble and so forth but she said I just didn't think that we would get on so well and that I would really enjoy you know working with you uh, as much as I do I said, "Well, that's a, a lovely compliment uh, but I didn't have any doubts because of the way that you know I chose her and and she had the right qualities that I was looking for so that was really really wonderful but i sat there for so long procrastinating about it and then made the decision and realized that it's going to cost me in the short term for the long-term gain so i can now have the space to do those other things so that was the bit about procrastination and then we were talking about so how do you break out of it so sheree was talking about her study and uh, she procrastinates around um, the certain aspects of the study and then waits to the last minute and then as You know, either late needs an extension, which she's only done that twice, uh, but um, you know, it's she puts herself in this in this tears and uh, of procrastination rather than actually, you know, what just sit down and do it. So, we were talking about you know, some of the things that I've done to, to break that habit, and I used my book as an example and said, Well, you know, for a long time, I set. Uh, my deadline as the 31st of December on a particular year. And I think my first one, to be honest, was 31st December 2016, to have my book written. We're now almost... Uh, today's the 30th of December 2018. Uh, so we're almost two years on from that. The book is now written. It's not published yet, but it's, it's written and with the editor. But I found that I was... And picking that date, say at the start of the year, or let's just say we're in uh, we're in uh, July, and I'll set my deadline. So let's say it's July 2018. I'll say by 31 December 2020, I will get it done. Because why? One, it's so far away that yeah, of course, yeah, that's that's fine. It doesn't put any pressure on me. I'm comfortable with that. But the problem is, I'm comfortable and Uh, that wasn't working for me. So that's why this year, when I woke up around the first week of June and said, I'm going to write this book in 12 weeks and have it done by 31st of, or was it eight weeks, hang on. Yeah, it was all of June, July, August, yeah. So basically 12 weeks uh, to get the book done. And uh, I got very close to it. It was only because I made the book much bigger, uh, including more content than it went on for uh, further than that. But the point was that I put a very tough deadline on me. I made myself, um, made myself uncomfortable. And the other thing which she actually played a part in was scheduling. So she scheduled for me at my direction. I said, "Look, if you can just find spaces, just block out some, you know, an hour to two hours plus uh, through my calendar in the week, and then it'll help me get it done." because what I was finding was that I was, I'd work on it for a bit, then I'd stop, and you know maybe not work on it for a week, then come back and work on it again for a period of time uh, for that week, and then, then stop. Uh, but I found what, uh, what she did for me was she found time pretty much every day for me to work on the book. And what that did, did was once I created this momentum Imagine like a steamroller or a truck or a car, once you start to, getting it started and pushing it is really difficult, but once you get it started, it's not as hard each time to keep it going. And uh, this was the same with this. I I was excited, you know, I was getting this hunger about being closer and closer uh, to the completion of that next chapter or whatever it was, uh, that it made it really exciting for me. Um, So scheduling was obviously a really important one that just created a lot of focus for me. Having the deadline uh, that made me feel uncomfortable was also a really important factor. The other one was, again, to do with time. And there was a part of the book that I kept leaving uh, putting off which was the uh, focusing on the, uh, the completion of the actual workouts. I'd done all the workouts, but I needed to go through 52 of, of the workouts, make sure they were all consistent in terms of the the layout, well, not the—I won't say the formatting, but the the layout in terms of making sure that there was a an introduction explanation about the the workout. There was the exercises made sense, like all the exercises were you know made sense for um, with the equipment we were going to use or body weight exercises, and uh, there was an appropriate cool down and, and so forth. So. Um, I had thought in my mind that they take six to eight hours to do that and I just kept putting it off and off. And I thought, man, I'd rather write other content. I thought, man, well, the only way I'm going to get the book finished is if I address these things as well because it's got to be done at some point. So what I did was, just got one of those, I've had it for years, but I'll say an egg timer, but uh, you know, a digital version. I set the timer for two minutes. and. I said to myself, I'm going to give myself two minutes for each workout. So that's 104 minutes. It's an hour and 42 minutes. And that's much more achievable. And over a couple of, whether it's one session, I ended up doing it over a couple of sessions. I got it done. So um, if the time the went off after two minutes, I just moved on to the next one and just said, you know what, it's near enough, it's close enough. I'm going to move on to that next one. Uh, and that's what I did. And then that's how I got it done. Uh, so I said to Sheree, maybe that's something that could work for you. It's where you've got this article to write or you know, all these points and so forth to get down. Then set yourself a timer. Work out how many sections there are. And say, right, I'm going to give myself whatever the number is. Two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Set the timer. Write down as many points as you can. When the timer goes off, even if you're mid-sentence, go to the next the next uh, the next section and in that way it creates a lot of focus and it helps you um you know progressively take more action so that was just a, a couple of the the things that we talked about this morning that have helped me overcome procrastination and it creates more focus i think you've got to have that drive within you that hunger to say, why is it important to me? It always comes back to that. Why am I doing this? Why is the book important to me? And there are many reasons why that that particular example uh, was that way. Um, but yeah, you know, what is it for you? What, what's it? Why are you procrastinating? Why are you not just saying bang? Just take action and then go. Uh, now I'm going to put this on pause for a moment. Okay, I'm back. I'll put that on pause because I am at home today, and I decided I'd walk over to Cherie's place, pay her a bit of a surprise visit, because she wasn't expecting me. Uh, I saw her this morning, but then went home to do some work and then uh, I'm back uh, to have a, just a, a quick kiss now. Hello, and then um, back, back to the grindstone. So, um, so we were talking about yeah, focus and this is now what I want to f- I'll focus on. For the purpose of this call so today is sunday now typically uh most people around the world saturday sunday they won't be doing anything to do with their their work and you think well you're a workaholic if you're going to just focus on work all the time and i guess when you have your own business and you're following a a passion building a dream then it, you never sleep like, it's just always it's always there you're always doing something uh, and to me It's also my way of fun, it's my way of growing something, leaving a legacy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But uh, it's not work for me. Uh, So when it comes to focus, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing every single day, as I said a few days ago. And when it comes to that linking your focus with procrastination and having that greater purpose, Oh, uh, this is where most people fail. They don't link a greater a greater purpose for why they need to do something in particular. Now people come up with an idea um, let's use an example uh, so I'm looking around here. okay let's just say that there's a self cutting grass now not. Uh, I'm not talking about your fake grass, but say a self cutting grass somehow. I thought, oh wow, that'd be a great idea. But no one would do anything about it. Like 99.9 people out of 100 would not do anything with that idea apart from say, that's a great idea. Somebody should do that. Uh, but you could be that person, but why aren't you? Well, this is where it comes to. Uh, finding uh, that passion for you and what drives you, what's important for you. Because until you find that, you're going to flounder with whatever it is that you're doing. And this is why most people go to jobs they don't love. You know, they don't enjoy going to work and they live for the weekends so that they can do whatever it is that they're going to do on the weekends. But I live for every day because I love what I do so much and what drives me to you know, work the crazy hours or you know, put as much hard work as I have into a book is because I know why I'm doing it. It builds a legacy. It's sharing my experience to help other people around the world and to me that's what's super important to really have that, that change in people's lives like that. Uh, so that's, that's why I do it, that's why I drive myself that way. But often most people don't know where even to start with that. Uh, so in the coming days I'm gonna focus one of these, these calls on setting itself up for success for the, the next 12 months. But you go back to the very beginning first three days of the 365 that I've recorded and you'll hear me talk about you, your what, your why uh, your purpose and uh, using that to uh, take your life to another level. This This is the hardest part people finding out what it is that you really want and why what's your purpose. It's why most people struggle with their fat loss because they know that they want to achieve a certain look, but they haven't spent the time in articulating why it's important to them to make that change and then taking massive action to condition themselves for it to be part of their daily lifestyle. And it's the same with other areas of your life too. Certain things might seem good and you get caught up in the moment, but you don't really articulate why it is that that's really important to you. So friends, I'll give you an, an example and then I'll, I'll end this call because it's getting getting on. Uh, I saw this ad on what? I think we're I at Cherie's place and um, the kids were watching a bit of TV and this ad came on for this latest version of this TV, I can't even remember the brand. It might have been Samsung or something. And this lady was complaining. It was quite an effective ad that caught my attention. She was complaining to her husband about or partner about how ugly this massive TV was on the wall, and he said, "Oh, actually, I think the character popped out of the TV." and spoke to her and said um, it's, I don't, know, I don't know what they called it, let's just call it a transparent TV so when it's not on it blends in with the surrounds of the wall so all you have is kind of a frame, let's imagine they used an example of, oh no, I'll say it was a wallpaper textured wall and they put this on the wall and uh, when the TV was off you just saw the wall like." Uh, in a picture frame. So I, I don't know whether it meant you could see through it. I assumed it didn't because that would mean you could potentially see uh, the bracket that the TV's mounted on and all the cords behind it. But um, the way that they did it uh, looked very effective. And so you could think, oh wow, it's I think it was 75 centimetres, it's a massive TV. You think, Oh well we've got to go out and get one of those. It's the latest TV it's crisper, it's cleaner, all that kind of stuff um, just because it seems like the right thing to do. But the reality is that after two weeks you're not even going to remember that it's a new TV and how much it cost and the fact that you put it on a credit card or whatever and you could have quite happily stuck with your old TV because the difference between what you're watching now and that is not significantly changing your life and your viewing experience and what you take away from a classic movie. Uh, but we rush out on those things because they're easy decisions to make and they don't cause you any uh, real pain apart from a of financial payment because you put on credit card to go, I can pay that off over the next 12 months with a massive interest rate, but you don't think about that part. You just say, I just want the TV. Now, unfortunately, a lot of life things aren't like that and the things that we need to change in ourselves not as easy as just saying, oh, bang, I'm going to go and buy that and bang, put it on the wall, and there it is. Uh, The the real growth that takes place in the human spirit takes time and pain and hard work to get through so that you can feel the benefits. Otherwise, you don't appreciate it. If it was easy like buying a TV, you won't appreciate it. I've got uh, multiple TVs in the house. I don't really watch many of them. Uh, there's one in the studio which is on uh, with the volume turned down most of the time for um, just so it's something else, a moving picture or something in the, the studio. Uh, but uh, my life doesn't change if I don't have any of them. Um, you know, there are, it's, it's such a small part of who you are, but we spend so much money on those kinds of things. Uh, it's, the, it's the growth of the human spirit. And going through those experiences that shape the person that you are to then appreciate the things in your life much more. I'm not talking about the, well, maybe you would appreciate your TV a lot more. Um, But it's appreciating the other things in your life, like your your health, your wellness, uh, your mindset, that kind of thing. I think my biggest asset is my mindset. Um, A continuous improvement mindset that I'll never stop wanting to improve myself and others around me until the the day I die and then when I die, uh, maybe I'll go on and continue to do it, who knows what happens when that moment comes. Uh, So yeah, that's that's super important. Alright, so I'm going to close this out now. I want you to reflect on uh, this call. You might have to go back and listen to parts of it again where I talk about uh, the the key things that, or the examples that I've used is procrastination and then some of those tips to breaking it and you challenging yourself to take more action over these next 12 months. And as I say, we're going to, um, in the next day or so, uh, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Um, I may not do it on New Year's Eve because Um, I I figure it needs to be in the new year uh, because most people are are, you're probably not going to listen to this on New Year's Eve and uh, you may just jump ahead to the latest calls and and miss it so I don't want that to happen. So um, uh, over the coming days I'm going to be referring to setting yourself up for success uh, but for right now I want you to have reflect on where do you procrastinate in your life and how can you change that by being more focused? more action orientated all right that's me out for today i'm walking back home now going to have some lunch and then i'm going to get stuck back into uh, my marketing work and i'm loving it all right bye for now